Are you a coach, a healer, a small business owner who is building a business through your spirit? Meaning you have a passion, a mission, a purpose, a message, a product or service, something that you are supposed to bring to the world in a big way and you know it's coming from a place beyond this world. However, you may be feeling a little bit of conflict, a little bit of that tug of war between the spiritual and the material, between the business practices that were taught, scarcity marketing, all of these kind of tactics that we use to build lists and get more clients. And staying in integrity with your spiritual path, staying in integrity with what you know is going to make a positive difference in this world. Well, if you've ever experienced any sort of conflict there, I can relate because I've experienced it too. So you know what? This show is for you. Welcome to the Hangout with Coach Nick show. And who am I? I'm Coach Nick. And I'm coming to you live every single week at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 9 a.m. Pacific Time to inspire, uplift, and equip you. You can read it when you see it to become a freedompreneur. Now, if you've been watching all 29 episodes, right, we're on episode 29, so if you've watched all 28 episodes, and I know some of you have because you've been leaving comments, you've been leaving questions, you've been sharing your success stories, and I so appreciate you making Hangout with Coach Nick a weekly habit. I know you're inspired, you're uplifted, you come in every single week, you get your recharge, and then you go back into the world to do your purpose. Well, you guys know exactly what a freedompreneur is. But for those of you who are joining us for the very first time, welcome. I so appreciate you spending your time with us, your energy and your focus to get inspired and to learn some applicable strategies to your business so you can create a larger impact and as a result, an income and lifestyle that you deserve. So what is a freedompreneur? Well, a freedompreneur is someone who works when they want, where they want, wherever they want, whenever they want, with whoever they want, doing the thing they love. You know that passion, that mission, that product, that service, that talent, that message that you have for the world? We're dedicated to equipping you to share it in a big way. And each and every single week, I've brought guests from all around the world. Literally, this show has attracted a community from Bhutan in Asia, India, all across the UK, Canada, US, Mexico, and South America. We've had guests from, from more time zones that I've even know existed. And I so appreciate creating a global community with all of you. So if you're watching us from anywhere around the world, please leave us a message, a comment, say hello, and get connected with us. This week is no different. We've got some amazing guests, and we're crossing a few different time zones. Now, for those of you who've been watching all 28 episodes, I also know you're going, Nick, what's with your background? It's different. Where's Dave? Dave is the squirrel that normally sits behind me in my background. Well, that's because I'm on the road. Oh, this is my wrong card. Oops, <laughs> I'm on the road, right? Right now, I'm broadcasting live from St. John, New Brunswick. Last week, we broadcasted from Montreal. We're going to be broadcasting from our trip all across uh, the east coast of Canada, and then as we move into the west coast, coast over the summer. So stick with us. Make sure you follow me on Facebook. You can see all the wonderful locations we're visiting and all the people that we're meeting. Of course, I'm going to be speaking next weekend at Business Bliss in St. Stephen where we're going to be talking to over 200 business owners and I'm going to be training on the exact model that I use on how to become a freedompreneur. So if you're going, hey, I want to work and travel at the same time too, 
this is definitely the place for you. Well, our guests are freedompreneurs in their own right. They're making massive uh, impact, and they are definitely spiritual entrepreneurs like us who are living their mission. Our first guest is call, coming all the way from DeKalb, Illinois. He is a resilience and mindfulness coach as well as a lay Buddhist monk. That's cool. We're going to learn more about that. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Brian Kling. Thank you very much, Nick. It's really exciting to be here. Fantastic. So tell us uh, what, who you're, what you're doing to, uh, today on today's show and the perspective that you're going to be speaking from. I'm coming from the Zen Buddhist perspective. And what's really a, a key aspect of the business that I do is I emphasize mindfulness, being present, being laser focused in everything you do. So that when you show up in the world, you do one of the few things that people need more and more these days, and that is to be seen through all the noise. So I teach people how to do that in their relationships, in their marketing, in their branding, and essentially in their life. Love it. Love it. Fantastic. And of course, uh, I just love the subject already. Even talking about it helps me anchor me into presence. Like when someone just brings it up and I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. My little voice, right? My unpresent mind goes, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be here. <laughs> so I appreciate your energy and what you're bringing to the table. I love it. You've already helped us. <laughs> Fantastic. And uh, our second guest is... Uh, she mentored me for four or five years. She's seen me at my worst of the worst. She's seen me when I was like this on the phone. <laughs> it's not going to work. And, uh, you know, she's helped me tremendously. She's helped me master my little voice, do tremendous things in the world. And, of course, she's the founder of Discover the Edge. She's the founder of the podcast, Leaders of Transformation. Please welcome to the show, Nicole Jansen. Nick, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm honored. And Brian, I already love what you I, I just know this is going to be a great conversation listening to you as well. So, Fantastic. And Nicole, share with us what perspective that you're going to be bringing to the table uh, as, as, as you uh, come on to the Today Show. Well, I bring the perspective of being a, a business coach and helping entrepreneurs all over the world to be able to do what they love to do all the time. So my, you know, as you know, discover the edge is really about finding your edge, finding that sweet spot, that thing that you love to do and that you're a 10 at, and then how do we monetize that through a business? And so we'll be talking from that from that perspective as well from a Christian perspective, and not so much from a. It's interesting you use the word religion because I don't really use that word much. It's really more from a spiritual aspect of um, uh, you know, Christianity, if, if you want to tie it to that. But I really believe in a, in, a, in a personal relationship with God and what that means. And then how does that relate to business? Because you know, you, it's, it's just it all, to me, it all intertwines. So we'll talk a little bit about how I do that and how I help clients to do that, no matter what their background is. Yeah, fantastic. I love it. And I did. I used the word religion on purpose because the, the original title of the show was spirituality. And I thought, you know what, that's too safe, right? Religion makes people uncomfortable because the word religion has so much history behind it. And so I really wanted to bring that to light and say, you know, what is, and maybe we could chat a little bit about that, is there a difference between religion and spirituality? Or is it, or is it the same that may be just misunderstood? I don't know. We'll talk about it as we get into today's show. So fantastic. Before we br dive into the brilliance of our guest today, uh, I want to get to some of the comments you guys have been leaving out there as the viewers. Again, thank you so much. Some of you have really made hanging out with Coach Nick a habit. I haven't just saying that. You have literally 
left comments on every single show, sharing your perspectives, sharing the aha moments and what you're gaining out of the show, as well as sharing some of the success stories. And we love success stories. So definitely, if you've been experiencing success stories, make sure you share it with us. We want to know, and I'll, I'll read it out, uh, out loud on, on the air. Now, I do want to read some of the comments from last week's show. Last week's show was phenomenal. Uh, we had J.P. Sears on the show. If you're not familiar with J.P. Sears, he is absolutely blowing up the internet. His last video currently has over 50 million views on Facebook. Uh, he's got hundreds and thousands of followers from all around the world. Uh, he's become a great, uh, a great uh, person to know, and we connected with him last week. He was live on air with us. He was coming from South Carolina. I was in Montreal, and we wrapped back and forth about uh, ultra spirituality and the dualities that we all face, the own hypocrites that we are as spiritual beings and oh this path is my path but how our own path creates separation so we really dove into some amazing subjects and really got into it and of course if you're not familiar with JP he is hilarious like he's a comedian in my opinion he's one of the funniest guys on the internet in my in my opinion we're so blessed to have him on the show uh, here's some comments from last week episode so first of all um, Angela says, Nick, uh, Nick, uh, I love the show and the highlight on awareness. And the biggest takeaway for me was the inside awareness of the likelihood that we'll lose ourselves on the very path we're taking to find ourselves and reach enlightenment. That just blew me away, and I can see how it's true. Uh, uh, Angela's coming from Seattle, so thank you so much, Angela. Mike from Florida says, this is such a great show. Congrats, Nick, on amazing guests, so thank you. Joanne Jones says, uh, she's coming from uh, New Brunswick. She said, great show, really enjoyed, uh, really enjoyed it. Love being weird. We talked about being ourselves, being weird, being our authentic selves, so thank you so much, Joanne. Joanne's been a loyal watcher watching every single episode. Nicole Ivins from Australia says, I love the statement of being of service to, to the freedom of my spirit and following what we are called to do, something that I have been following recently. Absolutely, you have, Nicole. I've seen you. You've been doing your uh, card readings, uh, bringing messages from, um, from the spiritual world into this material world, so we appreciate what you're doing and, and who you're showing up as. Jennifer McDonald, also from uh, New Brunswick, said, great show, lots of, uh, lots of takeaway information. Monique Jackson, she uh, is from the California College of Ayurveda. So Monique from California says, it's so up, it's down, it's so round, it's square, is what I say about extremely esoteric conversations. Personally, the term ultra-spiritual feels potentially divisive as spirituality is subjective on many levels. What I did get out of this is the call for balance. Balance between using things and not being controlled by them. Balance between unity and individuality. And balance between instant gratification and the self-discipline for long-term success. I think JP summed it up perfectly when he described how using any belief as one field of separation is moving away from spirituality. Whew! I'm a little tired after this one, but thanks. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks so much, Monique. Thank you, everybody, for leaving comments once again. So appreciate it. All right. Fantastic. So today we're talking about religions versus business, or are they in unity, or can they even exist? 
I don't know. We're going to talk about it. So, Brian, I want to hear from you. Now, you describe yourself as a lay Buddhist monk. First of all, tell us what the heck that means. <laughs> well, the, the, the Buddhist monk part means that I am actively receiving instruction from a, a Zen Buddhist master who is part of a lineage, you know, a traceable lineage. I'm not just reading books and, you know, watching the videos and saying, oh, I see the light, you know. I'm getting some, some real, there's real quality control here. And right. the, the lay part of it is I'm not living in a monastery, you know, where it's robes and eight hours a day and, and one meal every 24 hours. I have a family. Right. You know, I have a business. I'm out in the community living an ordinary life. So that's essentially what that means. Love it. Fantastic. And, and you know, I'm sure I can relate to that. So many of our viewers, people watching at home, I know they can relate to that. And trying to find that balance between do I give it all up and leave and, and go live on a, 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 as a monk in a, or in a monastery to, hey, how do I function within the world but bring um, that presence and that, that energy with us? So thank you so much. So let me ask you. Have you ever felt conflicted between building a business and following your Buddhist uh, practice? I don't consider them separate. Awesome. So how I, do you – tell I, us I, more about that. Yeah, I essentially live my life. I mean anybody that walks through life, whether they realize it or not at any given moment, is living whatever they choose to prioritize right then and there. So if you knew what you stand for, if you know what your values are, it should show up in every context you're in. Whether you're raising your children, whether you're hugging your wife, whether you're paying your bills, whether you're on a Google Hangout with some colleagues, you're right. bringing who you are to that experience. You know, I've never really understood this idea of compartmentalizing your personality. I'm one person when I'm here. I'm another person when I'm there. How exhausting that must be. You know, yeah. I, I don't get that. I'm just who I am wherever I go. Why do, you, why do you think that we do that? Why do you think that we come – because I, I, I'm guilty. I've done it. I show up one way here, show up another way with another person, you know, um, swayed on my values, right? Why do you think that we do that, you know? Why, 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 do, you, why do you think that, that – In the that West, is? we have a very strong consumer culture. Mm -hmm. And to be a consumer, you have to be marketed to. And every marketing message says the same thing. Your life is not good enough unless you buy this. Your life is not good enough unless you use this hairspray and this lipstick and wear this kind of jacket. So we've bought into that instead of questioning it. So there's all of these different somebodies we're supposed to be. If you're a professional lawyer, in order to be somebody, you need to dress this way and wear this cologne and drive this kind of car. So it's just a bunch of people being led according to this myth of who you have to be to be good enough. Yeah, love it. So if we start to play these different roles, and it, as you mentioned, it gets exhausting because it takes away from just being who we are. You know, and that's one of the things why I'm so passionate about uh, teaching freedompreneurship, leading people to the freedompreneur path, is because the real word that I focus on, of course, is this freedom. And one of the f things that I think that is required to be a freedompreneur is, first of all, the freedom within yourself to give yourself permission to be whoever it is that you are and to start to intertwine all the different paths, right? I used to try to hide certain aspects of my I used to be a rapper, right? I, used to try, I didn't want to show that. Nicole knows that journey, right? I don't really want to show that. I don't really want to do that. 
you know, now I go to high schools and I'll rap for them, right? If, if that's what's required for me at the time, right? So it's, it's really interesting that you're saying that. So if somebody's watching right now and they're experiencing conflict, how would you help them? What kind of advice could you give to someone who's still struggling to have that solidness in who they are? Well, one thing, I ask a variety of questions. One question is, who have you been taught you need to be in order to deserve love? And what you tend to find out is there's these piles and piles of messages about how it's your responsibility to please everybody else but yourself. So you're just going for the jugular right now, all right? You just hit the It's not for the jugular. It's for the heart. It's for the heart. It's for the heart because ultimately when you, depending on how, you know, um, spiritual you want to get here, the essential vibrational energy of the universe is love. Mm-hmm. It's of giving. It's of creation. And we really lose touch with that aspect of ourselves. And it's about helping people peel the layers of all the stuff that's been slapped on top of who they are so they can uncover the barriers. People think that discovery is about going someplace and adding something. When the reality is it's about stripping away all of that paint, all of that nonsense that's been put in the way of them not only seeing who they are but fully expressing it. Love it. Fantastic. So let me ask you, how does your Buddhist practice influence your business? I know you don't see them as different, but how do they influence each other? Well, the meditation practice teaches you to be very present, very mindful. Mindful meaning you are completely aware of the experience you're having, and you're not being distracted and taken away from that by other things. So in the case of my clients, many of them feel seen by me in a way that they haven't experienced anyplace else because I don't see them with an agenda. I'm not sitting there with this checklist of who they need to be in order to be acceptable. Right. So that kind of unconditional acceptance helps them be a lot more vulnerable, helps them be a lot more transparent with themselves because they know anything they put out there isn't going to be criticized, condemned, or judged in any way. Well, what a safe place to share. What a safe place to be, right? And and imagine in that space, and I know that I've, I've been in spaces like that where I can just share openly, authentically, and massive breakthroughs happen when we're able to create that space. I love it. Fantastic. All right. Thank you so much, Brian. We're going to hear from you in a little bit. I want to bring Nicole into the conversation. So, Nicole, you, uh, I mean, you grew up from what I know. We know each other well. We've worked together. You've mentored me for years. Um, you grew up in a, from a Christian background. And now you're, you're well, now you're a, you're a business coach for a long time, right? How is it that did you ever feel conflicted in your journey as being a business coach um, and then no, and then coming from your coming from a from a uh, from a Christian background. Well, that's a great question. But first of all, actually, I came from an entrepreneurial background. My parents okay. worked seven days a week. So when I was growing up, I remember we were driving down the street in Toronto, Canada, where I'm originally from. And I remember driving down the street. I was about seven or eight years old, and with my mom. And I, and I saw this church. We, they were working seven days a week. We weren't going to church. You know what I mean? Like we were. They were my dad was at the garage. My mother was doing paperwork on Sundays. And so I remember we drove by this pretty little building with all these this glass and so forth. And I remember saying to my mom, "Do you think I'll ever get to go in that building?" And I didn't even know what the heck it was, but I just, and she's like, 
and she said to me later, she said, I realized, oh my goodness, like I can't believe, like I'm a being a bad parent here. My my kid doesn't hasn't even been inside a church like that she remembers and doesn't even know <laughs> that that is a church. And so that really started a journey of her realizing and saying, hey, wait a second, you know what, maybe we've got our priorities a little bit out of whack here where we're so focused on business that we're not focused on some of the other areas. And so mm. they started to institute it a little bit into what we were doing and then, yeah, when I was 14 and I was at a, con a convention down in the States and I got a chance to, through, as an, entre as a, as an entrepreneur and being part of a business organization, you know, I was in, in network marketing, um, we, I got a chance to hear all these amazing speakers and to hear perspective, you know, these Christian speaker, like business speakers, of course, as well, but also these Christian leaders. And I remember, yeah, I was 14 years old when I when I became a Christian and said, you know what, I want to dedicate my life to God and what God has for me. And so the journey really started there from, first of all, being in, uh, in the entrepreneurial space and then incorporating this, this uh, quote-unquote Christian, you know, spirituality and faith. Now, in terms of your question and how I incorporate it in, to me, I really believe, like what Brian said was like totally bang on. Yes, yes, I totally agree with what you said there, Brian, because to me, it's, 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 there, there isn't any, it's like when people say separate church and state, how can you? It's who, it's, it's all one. It's like, it's like somebody saying to me, how does it feel to be a woman in business? I don't know. I, I don't know what it feels like not to be because this is who I am. And right. so I really just incorporate it from that standpoint as just be who you are. And yeah, faith is a big part from uh, an aspect for me when I work with clients. Um, you know, as you know, it's it comes in. It's just it's not like okay, we're going to talk about this, or I'm gonna, or hey, I'm the I'm the Christian business coach. I don't come in from that standpoint. I am just who I am. And it's interesting because even though I don't, I don't oftentimes even explain and saying, hey, we're gonna, you know, this is a spiritual principle. I just teach what I teach. People will come up to me and start talking to me, and I think that's because of the groundedness. Because I'm grounded in who I am. Like to Brian's point, is I know who I am. I am the same now as I am, you know, when I'm, you know, doing whatever else I'm doing. You know, I'm the yep. same person everywhere. And so, um, I so I just I just live who I am, and I'm okay with it. And that comes back to the 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 you know the conversation around acceptance, it, being fully and wholly accepted for who you are. I have clients of mine that are Jewish, Buddhist, atheists, every every background, right, and, and of religion, and it doesn't matter because I think there is, and Brian already touched on it. I think there is one thing that unites us all that there's many things but I mean this one particular thing is the center of it all and it's the core is that to me I believe that God is love and, and love is that central point we can all agree on that Let's right in every religion they say it different ways but we're all really wanting to love and be loved and so coming from that standpoint of people wanting to you know be the best to them and to be able to to be loved and accepted and then and then love others. So anyway, you can get me off. Awesome. You can tell me to yeah. shut up anytime because I <laughs> no, it's all good. I got a question, which is which is how does your so how does your uh you know so so like you so first of all, it seems like just from a young age, um you know you were drawn 
you know, kind of like, hey, I want to go into that building, and I can relate to that, always being drawn, always having something, you know, kind of there that goes, hmm, I'm really curious, I'm really interested in spirituality, religions, uh, or philo uh, philosophical discussions. What do you, how does your Christian background or the background of your, of your faith um, influence your business decisions? Mm. So, it's, again, it's kind of those things. It's kind of hard to distinguish that between how I would decide otherwise. But um, how it, what I do is I always base everything for me. I mean, I've read the Bhagavad Gita. I've read various different books, the Quran, a number of Course in Miracles, a number of different books. But the Bible is the one place that I go to is like my go-to book. And so when I'm making decisions in business, whatever the book is that you follow or the beliefs that you have, is looking at it and saying, okay, how does this, how does this, if I, if I, I, I go through that filter, mm -hmm. right? So for me, if I'm going to make a business decision, does this say, does this honor God? Does this honor others? Is it, is it in line with the principles that I'm, you know, that I've been taught? Uh, these, these spiritual principles. You talk about the spiritual and the material coming together. The spiritual principles, universal law, they don't change, right? And so that's, that's to me, I look at that and say, is this in line with those? And if it is, great. And if it's not, then I don't, you know, then, and I actually, you know, it's funny because you get to the point where you feel it inside. This comes back to the whole idea of acceptance and trust even, is to trust your own, your, your spirit inside that says, no, this isn't the right decision. I think there's more people out there than uh, than realize that actually they have that inside them and they're, they're not, if they would just follow the truth that's inside them and follow that spirit that says don't do that or that's not honorable or that's out of integrity, right, that they would be able to make better decisions based on that because I think that everybody knows and I don't, you know, we don't talk about the right and wrong necessarily. It's not right or wrong, good or bad. But everybody knows the truth deep down inside. It's like Brian talked about. You gotta, you gotta peel back the layers. It's not to try to change to be somebody else. It's actually to peel back the layers so that you can get to that core of who you are and be grounded in your own spirit because the spirit is within you. And so when you're making decisions, you're making decisions based on how does this. Is this so? I look intellectually what the book says. I also look into in inside and say, okay, in my heart, does this feel right? Not from an ego standpoint of how I'm gonna, you know, my agenda and what I'm gonna get out of this, but does this feel like the right thing to do in this moment? Does that answer your question? I, I think so. I, I I think ultimately it answers. I, I mean, I think it answers that you have. It sounds like you have a, somewhat of a process, or you called it a filter. So it's like if I'm going to make a decision, then first I'm going to check in with myself, and then with I'll just call your trusted source, which is which is the Bible, right? That this is sort of the spiritual practice of of okay, what does my what does my source, my mentorship tell me that is you know is where I'm is where I'm going? Did they ever conflict? Do ever what you feel and what and what you read conflict? Yeah, when the ego gets involved. Yeah. The ego gets involved and says, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. "I'm making a bunch of money doing this," or why don't I just take that that you know that opportunity and and uh, what's the big deal? Yeah, there's there's times where the ego gets, but that's as like I said, that's where the ego gets involved, absolutely. And then yeah. I got to remember, and I and I know that every time I do that. 
it bites me in the ass. I mean, it really does. It's like it comes back to haunt me later. So you know what? After a while, you learn and you go, just don't do that. Just, <laughs> just, just don't do it. Don't go there. Don't go there. You know how this one's going to go because you've already been there. You've seen how it, how this one ends. And so don't do it. It's not worth – it really is not worth the money. You yeah. know, and, and that goes yeah. – yeah. I think it comes back to like what even what Brian was saying about the consumerism culture. Absolutely. Because I think we have conflicting beliefs, right? We have conflicting cultures, right? In the sense of, in one sense, if we are taking a spiritual path or a religious path and we're trying to align with God, trying to align with the whole, be, become fully aware, right, of what's happening around us, then I think we can become aware of things that we go, oh, but that's, it doesn't appear like it's in a benefit to me. Yeah. It appears like if I give this away, then this is helping that person, but you know, my selfishness comes out of me and goes, yeah, but how does that help me, right? Mm, and I think and that's, that's where I have, for me yeah. personally, have drawn conflict where I'm like, well, you know what, I can help you, um, but I don't really see a benefit in, in it for me. And business, mm. at, least, at least overall, has this, what am I going to get? Right, we go out there. We have to, you know, like we got to yeah. make money. We got to make a profit. We got to blah blah blah. All of these things, and and yet, but the, but then there's this there's this spiritual side that's going give give give, and the business side is going get get get, or making sure that you're you're calculating in your ROIs. Right, it's right. It, so it's like, oh, where is that balance? Like, where do we begin to find that balance between what we get and what we give, and how that all works? So to that point, it's it's very interesting the way that you describe that, and and you know when I look at business, and I think that's probably because, and maybe maybe I'm not a great guest for this because it's like it's just I'm I'm doing what I'm doing when I'm doing it kind of thing, yeah. right? So it's it's you almost become unconscious about it. So to dissect it, it makes it a little bit harder to do that. But when you talk about it like that, business to me, I just see it a little differently. I don't see it as a getting thing. It's mm -hmm. never been that for me. It's never been that for my family. I I I, I am grateful to my to my my uh, parents for teaching me that early on, that it is about giving. Business to me is a vehicle to do what you love to do. But yes, that is true, and to fulfill your purpose. But your purpose is always related to giving and serving the the world through using your gifts and so for me it is always an exchange I think that's where people get out of whack you know and, and, and don't have the success in business is because they take that perception that it mm -hmm. is about getting it is actually you know this this and, and, and if you're if I'm just about getting then there's no value exchange and so that's where one of the principles you know we talk about in the code of honor is is that to stay in exchange in all personal business transactions what does that mean? That means a staying in exchange, staying in exchange with myself, but then also with my with my clients. And so I believe sales is creating so much value in the marketplace that the marketplace is going to want to pay you back for that. Uh -huh. Now that's a different perception than what many people look at sales to be, where they're about like, how can I get these people to buy from me? I don't teach that at all. And so it's all about that value exchange, which is when you talk about love, right? Love is loving, and that's a whole other conversation itself, but love is not about what you can get or somebody, what they can do for me that I can then turn around and say, oh, I love you because you did such and such. Right. 
that's not love. That's horse trading. And actually, Tony Robbins uses it a little bit more of a crass term, but we won't go that today. But you know, yeah, we I mean, can he, go there. Yeah. Sure. He, call, <laughs> he calls it whoring. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. Because he's right. like, that's a trade. It's a right. trade, right? I'll pay you this, and I'll get this. Right. That's not love. That's a very different conversation. So when you're talking about li living love through your business, it is about creating value. The other side of that, though, is to also understand that you are you are capable and you are able to receive. Yes. So being willing to receive. The universe, God, wants to give it to you. But some right. people don't see themselves as worthy enough. They're not accepted like we were talking about earlier. So then they, so they, they're like giving, 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 but they're not allowing the receiving. And it is a value exchange. That's, that's right. the, how the universe works. Fantastic. If I can right, just, I like to, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah please, I want to piggyback on top of what Nicole was saying is, and Nicole, you, you use this word repeatedly, which is right on target, is create. You're creating something. The universal energy is creation, is love, as we said before. And what I teach my clients is the triad in terms of the needs that need to be met between two people. There's you, there's me, and there's we. So there's the individual needs, and then there are the needs of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And if you are mindful of those three components, you're going to get very close to the win-win as often as possible. Because it's not just about how do I selfishly get something from a transaction, how do you selfishly, but are we better people because of the synergy of us coming together? Yes. Mm. You know, and that's why it's really important that you're seeing the person, you're feeling the energy between the two of you. And operating from that space allows for a lot more of a, a human type of exchange. And yes. in terms of the energy, you know, look at all the symbols, the, uh, the yin and yang symbol. Mm -hmm. you know, chakras are, are often depicted as being circular. There's this energy that's always spinning. So when you're giving and not receiving, you're violating the basic principle of the flow of energy. Yes. So right. it's, it's important that you understand how that all works and that you become a facilitator yes. of keeping that energy moving. Yes. It's, it's the, one of the principles that I've learned from one of my mentors and, and now teach is that unity is plural, right? Minimum of two. So you look at the unity as plural. It's exactly that. It's yin and yang. Hot, cold, up, down, in, out, give and receive. And so, yeah, it's totally violating. Like you said, I love the way you said it. It's a blocking the flow of energy. You know, I think that the, it's actually interesting because a couple of days ago I was um, I was having this, this, like, early morning, you know, thought process going on. And it was, it was really about, it was just reminding me of to allow. Sometimes we try to force things so much in business and in life. Right? It's like, I have this intention, here's what I'm going to intend, I'm going to create this, I'm going to do this, and it's actually what it is, it's like pushing out, right? And, and I thought, but there's the other side of that, which is just allowing. And I think that there's a lot more of that, that if we were to do more of that, that we would actually receive a lot more and we would, it would flow a lot better because we would just let it, we would let it literally flow as opposed to trying to force it out and so yes to put intentions out there and say this is what I desire to have this is what I'd like to create and then let it go as Joe Vitale talks in one of his books I forget it was like the attractor factor or one of the ones that he talked about and the idea is you know you put out your attention you you focus on that that's the thing that you're looking to create 
now you just and there's a point where one of the steps is just to let it go and let it flow you know and and life and business goes Nick you know this because you're living it right now you're letting it flow you have intention but it's like it's rolling yeah. that's exactly what you know and that and that makes life so much easier and so much more fun for heaven's sake that's where freedom really comes in well, it definitely makes it an adventure, right? And 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 something that, of course, being out here, you know, being on the road, you know, it's funny. Like people ask myself and Sarah, "Where do you guys live?" And we're like, "Uh, uh, uh, uh well, we kind of live here. We kind of live there. I mean, officially, our address is over there, but we're busy right there." And like, then right like, in here. Totally. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, where do I live? Yeah, maybe here, maybe there. I don't know. I'm not really sure. Then the other question we don't know how to answer is, "Are you on vacation?" Oh, Nick. Oh, how's the vacation going? I'm like, oh, I'm not on vacation. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? Aren't you traveling around the country? Yeah, but it's not my vacation, right? Oh, you're working? Well, kind of too. I'm doing that too. I'm, I'm living. Like, I'm living, and that's exactly it. It always comes down, look, I'm living, but here's, here's what I tell people. I'm like, I'm living, but I've spent my time studying um, strategies on how to do it in exchange, how to live in an impactful way. So therefore, everything that I do is not just... Uh, it's not just for me, but it's for others. So, you know, one of the things is is the activity may look the same, and I'm going to get into this just in a little bit, but we start to wrap up here. But the intention or what is underneath the activity is actually what truly creates the karma or the result, right? So, a doctor takes a knife and cuts somebody open, kills that person, but the intention was to save them. Well, their their karma or their creation is much different than I have a knife and or somebody else has a knife and kills somebody because there was a violent act. They wanted to steal from that person. You see, the action in the material is the same, but that's not what creates life, not the material action. What creates life is what was that intention underneath the action. So I'm creating a business. My partner down the street is creating a business. It may look the same to the outside, but until you get to know us and who we are, then you have actually no idea what the real intention behind it is. And I think that's something that I've learned from the Hare Krishna movement and the Hindu or the Vedas is that the material appears to be the same to everyone. So on a very illusionary level, it looks like we're all just building a business. And so we get labeled sometimes. I know I have, Nick, you're all about the money. You're, but you have actually never met me. That's only been said by anyone who has actually never really spent time with me to learn about who I, who I am or what my energy is. Anybody who comes into this space of me will know that I am far from about the money. But what I am about is understanding universal principles. And don't get me wrong, I am happy to receive because one of the things that I've learned is how to receive. Because I was willing to give but I wasn't willing to receive, and it's only until I really learned money, currency, understanding energy and flow, and I realized that none of it's mine anyway, so I might as well just I trade it off and make it flow and just go with it. It's been wonderful. Now, one of the things, too, that we've also noticed is, as I'm sharing this experience that's coming to my mind is that something that we get asked a lot right now because we're on the road is, well, where are you staying tonight? And sometimes the question, the answer is, I have no idea. We really didn't know where we were going to stay, but we just trust that as we travel, we will find the next place. The, the door will open up. And sometimes it's scary. Even for us, we're like, you know, we look at the bank account. We look at this and we go, oh, wait, how, is it gonna, how are we going to get to that next province? Don't worry about that. <laughs> we just keep going. And you know what? It not only comes to us, but it comes to us time times. As we've been on the road, we've actually increased our income. 
Why? Because we haven't been thinking about it, but we've been completely in the zone of creating our life. Yes. And because we're in the zone of creation, the universe then supports us fully and supplies everything we need in abundance to continue to create. We're like a painter with endless amounts of paint. So just keep painting is what I tell people, right? Just keep creating and don't worry about where your paint's going to come from. Anyways, that's fantastic. Look, I think we can go all day on this subject with the three of us. Thank you guys so much for being on the show. I want to get to Nick's top five, which is our top five quotes of the of the today's show. So our top five quotes, the first one, number five, so we'll do a little drum roll, number five. Here's the quote. It's from Abdul Sattar Adi, and it says, My religion is humanitarianism, which is the basis of every religion in the world. I truly enjoyed that one. Number four. He that gives should not remember. He that receives should never forget. And that is by Talmud. It's a Jewish, uh, a Jewish quote. Number three. You are what you think. All that you are arises from your thoughts. With your thoughts, you make your world. And that was said by the Buddha. Number two, never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Um, oh, I can't read my own writing. Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Them, uh, hold them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep in your heart. And that was from the Bible in the book of Proverbs. And number one, my favorite uh, spiritual or religious quote for the one who has conquered the mind, the mind is the best of friends. But for, but for one who has failed to do so, his very mind will be his greatest enemy. And that's from Srila Prabhupada, who is a, a, a Hare Krishna monk. So those are Nick's top fives. If you've got some spiritual quotes, some religious quotes that really resonate with you, hey, leave them below. Let's hear your favorite quote, and I'll make sure I read them out on the next episode. All right, I want to wrap up a little bit with how I became congruent between the spiritual journey and the entrepreneurial journey. As you two are both living examples of that, you have represented how it was not separate for you. It is not separate for you, and you can see it as one. For me, it took me some time to get to that point, so I want to share that. But before we do, I'm going to ask Brian, how do people get a hold of you, and what do you got going on? Go to my website which is brianraymondking.com. You can enroll in my newsletter, and most importantly, you can set up a time for the two of us to talk so that we can get to know each other and I can help you. Fantastic. Love it. Definitely. I've had some awesome conversations with Brian. Um, as you can tell by his energy, he's absolutely a wealth of knowledge and great energy. So I definitely encourage you have that conversation with him uh, and see where that goes. So fantastic. Thank you so much, Brian, for bringing your energy, your vibe, your perspective, and your knowledge. So appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you. And Nicole, same thing. How do people get a hold of you and what are you up to? Sure. Well, you can go to discovertheedge.com. I have the seven. It's an e-guide um, that you can download there. It's the seven keys to maximizing your potential. I go through a lot of the different steps. It's over a 30-day period of time. It's actually, well, it's one document, but it's, it's 30 days of exercises that can help you to optimize and maximize your potential and really tap into your greatness. 
Um, and as well, I've also got a podcast which both you and Brian have been amazing guests on, and that's the Leaders of Transformation. And you can find us on uh, on iTunes and at theleadersoftransformation.com as well. Awesome, fantastic, yes, absolutely. And if, if you guys haven't uh, don't know, Nicole mentored me, coached me. Uh, she's part of my story. When I when I do my piece, I always talk about I met a coach who changed my life. Well, Nicole is that coach who helped me uh, see the light within myself, and I wouldn't be living the lifestyle that I am and doing all the amazing experiences that I've got. So thank you so much, Nicole. Uh, myself and Sarah are always, uh, you know, you're always in our hearts, and uh, we're we're so grateful for who. You showed up as in the world, and uh, for who you for who you are. So thank you so much. Well, and it's an honor, Nick. You know how much I love you, so I appreciate you. <laughs> I do. Always excited <laughs> to hear what you're doing. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. I wanted to share quickly for those of you who have been watching because you know some of you have been with me for a few years. You've been following. You've been cheering me on. I want to thank you guys so much. You've seen the recent success we've had with the I'm a Conscious Warrior and Freedompreneur Club. Um, just thank you so much. I want to tell you and share with you what really helped me get congruent. What helped me get congruent was moving through my own conflict. And what I mean by that is even though I felt a conflict, I still kept moving through it. I was brave enough to say, you know what, I feel conflicted, but I'm still going to move forward. I never stopped. I never let my conflict stop me from seeking. Seek and you shall find. I truly believe that. And I am a professional seeker, meaning I am still seeking. I don't even know what it is I'm seeking for, right? But sometimes, but I'm just seeking and take and allowing allowing the journey to take me into special places. For myself, the journey took me eventually to a Hare Krishna temple and understanding the, 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 the Bhagavad Gita and some of the philosophies presented. I am no means an expert. But here's something that I learned in Bhagavad Gita that helped transform the very perception I had and started to see my business as nothing more than an extension or a creation, something that I'm creating to contribute here on the planet. And this is something called bhakti yoga. So I am a practice, I'm a practitioner or a student of bhakti. And what that means is bhakti means devotional. So devotional service. Bhagavad Gita simply states that we are part and parcel of God or one universe, Allah, Krishna, whatever you're going to call it. We all give it different names. Whatever that oneness is, that we are part of that one. I am part of that one. And therefore, everything that I do influences the whole. So my positional, my constitutional position to the whole is to be a servant. As I go into the world and serve the world, then the whole takes care of me. You know, sometimes people say, Nick, how much do your clients pay you? My clients don't pay me. I know in the material it seems like that. But the truth is the universe pays me. And I know this. How do I know this? Every time a client has gone on their way, said, Nick, I got what I needed, and they've moved on, and I've thought, oh, I've lost that money? That money has never been lost. In fact, somebody else shows into my life and always takes that spot and that place. And it's always equivalent to how I'm serving. As a practitioner of bhakti, what I've learned is that it is not the activity that we do, but it is the consciousness of the person that is doing the activity. Meaning, if I do sales and you do sales, it is our consciousness that truly creates the result. I have called to action on this show before and do it again, the spiritualization of the world. Right now, I'm using Google Hangouts as a way to spiritualize and uplift and inspire 
you can use Google Hangouts to talk negative, to share horrible news, and to, to put people down. Google Hangout in itself is neither good nor bad. Business in itself is neither good nor bad. It is the consciousness in which we are living that makes it so. For me, my practice is to become a servant, to dissolve myself as much as I can so that I truly show up and serve the whole. And as I do that, I naturally receive in abundance. This is how I've become congruent with living a spiritual life as well as well as building a freedompreneur business. I get up every morning and I say, Krishna, how can I serve? Or God, how can I serve? Or Christ, how can I serve? Or Allah, how can I serve? All different names presenting the same universal power which Brian so beautifully described as love. Bhakti has taught me how to make it one, to not compartmentalize my life, but to truly make it one. I hope that you find your journey, you become one and congruent with the whole, and whatever your path takes you, embrace it fully and let go of any duality in your life as best as you can and enjoy this very experience. Thank you so much. Next week we've got an awesome show. We're going to be talking about how to create an environment for success and how our environment truly plays on our consciousness and on our results. We'll see you on next week's show. Thank you very much.